Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Gaming Gig Podcast, we are trying to figure out if the gaming industry really is too focused on remasters and remakes. Dude, I ran the numbers. This took a lot of time to do. I'm not gonna lie. I did spent you, like all morning doing this. Did you do some uh, <laughs> some boopity boop boop research? I did a lot of research um, <laughs> because okay. So there's been this thing going on. I've seen conversations online. I've seen other YouTubers talk about this. And the conversation that's going on is: Is the gaming industry too focused on remakes and remasters? Mm-hmm. I think this was largely sparked by The Last of Us Part One being announced. Yeah, and that's a big you know, remake that they're doing that doesn't seem like it's been that long. Since, hasn't been that long, right? Since the remaster. So since then, everyone's saying, look, the gaming industry is just too focused on releasing old games, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be a remake or remaster or whatever. And, you know, I've heard that about movies too. Yeah. I mean, movies it just are seems a, to be a, it's a thing, right? Yeah. So I wanted to see exactly how focused the gaming industry was on these things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went through, did a lot of investigating Mm-hmm. And what I decided to do was take every game that released in the past year. So mm-hmm. it's the end Physically. of June. Yeah. It's the end of June right now. So I went back one year and looked at every game that released physically mm-hmm. in the United States. Um, and I divided them into three categories. Uh, the new IPs. Yep. The sequel, prequel, spinoff. Roger, Roger. And then the remake, remaster, re-release. 10-4. So those are the three categories. Now, because of that, or because of a, a number of things, the data isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you did it, so it's definitely not. Right. Like, one, I only looked at games that release physically. Right. And that isn't really the whole story, because a lot of games are digital only now. Yeah. You know, especially those big multi on, multiplayer online games. Yeah, that's A lot true. of those are only on digital. True. VR games are a lot of times only digital. Mm-hmm. So... This only is physical, but you know, you have to draw the line somewhere and you have to like have a data set. So I decided to look at only physical releases. And then this is also only in the mm-hmm. United States. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that was we're just, American. That yeah. was the data I had and that was what I thought. What can you do? Yeah. Um, and I got this data from um, Gamefly mm-hmm. because Gamefly has a list of all the games that they have in their release dates. Now, Gamefly, I'm pretty sure, basically gets every game that releases physically. They even have games that release only through like some of those limited run things. Mm-hmm. So if it released physically, Gamefly pretty much has it. But there is a chance that they miss some of the really maybe smaller games that may have had a very small release. Yeah. But So we may have missed a few games, but I think we got most all pretty of them. Pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I could have miscategorized them. Because there is a chance, like, a few of the games were really hard to put into one of those three categories. Like, for example, games that were indirect sequels. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe they weren't a direct, like, numbered sequel, but they were kind of like a spinoff. Yeah. Um, I decided to count spinoffs in with sequels. sequels. Like, sequels, prequels, and spinoffs. I decided to lump them all together. Um, There were also games that were physical releases of games that were old, but had been digital only. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like Among Us came out on a physical version, right? And I was like, is that a new IP, or would that be a re-release? In those um, instances, I decided to call them new IPs because I would too. Because it wasn't yeah. like it was a re-release of a game that came out physically. Yeah, and it wasn't a remaster. 
Right, and it wasn't a remaster. Yeah. It was just the first not time a sequel. the first time those games came to a physical media. Yeah. So I counted it as a new IP. Um, and then uh, let me see what else. There's also games that like used really well known IPs, mm-hmm. um, like say uh, the um, like a Dragon Ball game, right? Like say a right. Dragon Ball game comes out, and maybe it's not a sequel, and it's not a. I, I counted those as new IPs as well. Okay. Um, even though they were like, you know, they're obviously banking on the fact that this is an established IP. It's not like it's something completely unknown. Mm-hmm. I still count those as new IPs. Right. But if it was like Dragon Ball Z Budica re-released. Right. That'd be different. You would, yeah, right. that would be different. And also my knowledge of some of the games. I had to do a lot of Googling to find out about some of these games. Yeah. Because I didn't know. Because in the past year in the United States, according to my data, there have been 375 physically like unique physically released games which is a lot of games i did not expect it to be that many games that blew my mind yeah 375 physical releases you could play a game a day and not be able to play them all in a year it's crazy so we're looking at 375 games um and now this is not i'm not saying like all like walmart had all 375 or GameStop, but they were released physically somewhere whether it be online only or whatever but yeah they had physical releases um, so Somewhere the numbers the of what percentage of these games are actually remasters, which ones are sequels, which are new, to me it was it blew my mind. What did what before you looked at the data? Mm-hmm. What did you expect the numbers to be? Ooh, that's hard to say because I've looked at the data. Um, I know, I know, but before you looked at it, what would you have expected? Uh, it feels like there's a ton of re- remasters and re-releases. So I don't know that I would have you know, thought it was half necessarily, but I would have thought it was maybe more. You would have thought it was than what it ended up being. Okay. Spoiler. Um but I mean I don't know, man. I mean there there are still new games coming out, but when I think about those big games, I I do think about a lot of remasters right now. Right. You know, I think about The Last of Us, I think about Final Fantasy. Um, right. There's a lot of those. And a lot of sequels too. I mean as far as new IPs I mean, heck, Starlink got delayed, so, like, Starlink. Did I get that right? No, Starlink Star, is Star, that. <laughs> uh, Starlink is that crappy Switch game we played. It's not It's not only on Switch. Right. It's a Ubisoft game. Uh, what? Starfield. Starfield. Starlink, Battle for Atlas. Sorry, Starlink. <laughs> you did have Fox McCloud in there, and that was pretty cool. So the actual numbers. Out of those 375 games that had physical releases in the U.S., Mm-hmm. 167 of them were new IPs by my count. Mm-hmm. That's 44%. So almost half of all the games that had physical releases in the past year were new IPs. Yep. That's both... I didn't know. I really didn't know. I kind of thought that... Well, I, I would have guessed 50%, I bet. Yeah. So that number is really close to what I thought. Yeah. 44% of games are of these releases are new IPs. Um, I don't know. I guess like part of me would have wished that it was more. Like I would think like people are pushing the envelope. Like mm-hmm. these developers are making new IPs. Yeah, but it's not even half. But they're pushing the envelope with all sorts. I mean, like sequels, for instance. You know, they're not always just doing new games. Right. So not even half of all new <coughs> releases are new IPs. Interestingly. Mm-hmm. And then here's one of the. I think this was the most interesting. 
Sequels, prequels, and spinoffs account for 126 of those games. That's 34% are sequels, prequels, or spinoffs. Mm-hmm. That number is way bigger than I thought it would be. I don't know why, but I wasn't mm. like... I don't think it is because, I mean, think about like, it's hard to always just like strike gold with a new IP. You right. Know, like, oh, yeah. Like Mario, for instance. <laughs> you know, that, yeah. how often does something like that come around? You know, they've been they've been making sequels, prequels, and spinoffs well, and that was Mario another, for a million years. And that know? was another thing I came across is like, say it was a new game in like an established franchise. Like, would you count Mario Odyssey as a new IP or a sequel? You know, it's... That is tough. That's really tough. I ended up going, if it was something that was really well known like that, I decided to call it a sequel. Because yeah. although it's not technically, it might as well be yeah. because it's just like the next game in the Mario franchise. Right, because you know? Mario is not a new idea. Right. Um, but 34% are sequels. That's crazy. But I then mean, Nintendo is almost entirely... Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of... Sequels, prequels, and, and spinoffs. And here's the thing. The, these numbers are really skewed because a lot of those new IPs, and I mean a lot of them, mm-hmm. are indie releases. Oh, I and bet. And they are physical. I bet. But they are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I would say at least half of those new IPs are all indie releases that you have never heard of. Yeah. I bet. Um, but then the real number, the number that, with the whole reason we're doing this podcast, the remakes, remasters, and re-releases, out of the 375... 82 of them were remakes, remasters, and re-releases. That's 22%. Mm-hmm. 82. Um, Did you think that was going to be higher or lower? I I expected it to be higher because I've heard so many people say, like, that's all I've been hearing. Because like, that's the narrative. That's the narrative. It's like the industry is so focused on remakes and remasters. Um, I expect that number to be, like, crazy high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't. It was a small, the smallest percentage. 82 yeah. or 22%. But even then, I do think that 20 if 22% of all remakes mm-hmm. or all games that all are games. releasing are remakes or remasters, that's still a that's lot. lot. That's over one out of every five games. It may be not as, as overblown as people make it out to be, but that's still a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. And there are a lot. And once you start counting, going through all the games and looking at what there is, you're like, I was surprised at how often I was coming across remakes. It wasn't like, you know, half of the games but gosh it's a lot and why is that i mean there were so many great games and new ips coming out when we were younger mm-hmm. is it them just trying to cash in on nostalgia is it a I they ha- know they have great games but they know now they can make them better no i don't think so i think what it is in my mind it's this it's that a new ip is risky Yes, it is. Because it's really hard to get people super hyped for a new IP. You Mm -hmm. see it occasionally. Yeah. Like Elden Ring. Yeah. But it has to be from like a a storied developer that you trust. That's that's almost a spinoff. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. But But like like, like Starfield. It's it's Starfield, Elden Ring. Like these are, you're trusting the developer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It has to be like that. That's like about the only way to get super hyped for a new IP. Mm -hmm. And. I'd say out of these new IPs, the ones that came from big developers, about half of them I noticed were complete flops. Mm-hmm. So I think they're just really risky. Whereas sequels and remakes and remasters, like the other two categories, yeah. are way more likely to be you know mm-hmm. revenue makers. And that's why they account for over half of all games. When you add those numbers together, over half of all new physical releases are from the past year have been sequels or remakes Mm -hmm. or remasters. And Hmm. that's, 
You know, I think they're just way less risky. They are. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they know, you know, they release, I don't know, a remake of a Resident Evil game. You know, they know like all those old Resident Evil fans are going to buy it. So. Right. Same thing with Final Fantasy. Yeah, they know. Same thing with The Last of Us. And it's very easy to get people super hyped for a sequel or a remake because they know what to expect. And they know they have like an expectation that it's going to be good. Right. And so they're able to get hyped about it. Horizon Forbidden West. Right. God of War, you know, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if it's something completely new, you might be like, it looks really cool, but we won't know until we get it. Which is how I feel about Starlink. (laughs) No, I mean, like, totally. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, You you have to be kind of, you you have to hold off being super excited until you've played it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to risk you're putting your money into it. Whereas if it's a sequel or a remake, you know what you're getting, basically. Yep. It's um Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, You're right. There's a lot of them. There's Over a whole half. different there's a whole different vibe for a new IP. So if we account for the fact that out of these new IPs, about half of them are no name indie games that you've never heard of. Even mm-hmm. they did get physical release, but they were probably super small runs. Yeah, and I also don't want us to just like gloss over the fact that some of those games are probably awesome. Oh, they're probably amazing. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that I'd never heard of them. Right. You know, yeah, you know, I was just like, okay, well, cool. It's a game I've never heard of, but it was, it's a new IP. And that's the thing. Indie game, indie developers are probably the ones pushing these new IPs way mm-hmm. more. Definitely. So when you think about it that way, then it's more like 75% of all games that are major releases are sequels or remakes instead of like 50, what? 50, 56%. It's probably more like 75 of what you see on right. store shelves. That's true. Because Walmart doesn't have all those little indie releases. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. It's hmm. very interesting. I want you guys to tell us. What do that you is. think? What do you think? Are is the industry too focused on remakes and remasters? You have the numbers now. Finally, we don't have to just say like it feels like it. Now you know exactly what is yeah. being released. And if you really feel that way, then then say that with your money and buy yeah. the new IPs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it just shows that like this is what people are buying. You know. Yeah, they're that's buying exactly sequels what it is. and remakes and remasters. Yeah, yeah, go support those indie developers, mm-hmm. or we'd never have had Hades. <laughs> yep, Hades was on the list of the games that were released in the past year. On they came out physically. Physically, yeah, because it got a physical release in the past year. Yeah, man. Whew, what See, a and, the, game. and those those are games I counted as. New yeah. IPs. All right. Well, it looks like we have a poll here. Randy. We did do a poll. Yeah. So, is the gaming industry too focused on remakes? Uh, out of our sample size of 272 votes, 65% of you guys said yes. 35% said no. So most people say, yeah, it's too focused on remakes. Yeah. Well, I'm interested in running the poll again Mm -hmm. with saying, hey, this much percent of games that were released in the last year were this. Is that too much? Is that too much? Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do that that poll. Yeah. So we got some comments here. We got Larry House, longtime commenter. He said, remakes are good. I stand behind them completely. Technology evolves and changes. The player base grows and ages. That rhymes, dude. New kids come up and find their interest with games, and a good game and concept is timeless. I think it's awesome that something I grew up with can be remade and put in front of a new audience to enjoy while being appealing to a modern audience. Keep them coming. Yeah, I mean, like... It's kind of what I was saying, cashing in on nostalgia. 
I mean, nostalgia, but also giving the giving a new audience a mm-hmm. chance to play these games yeah. that they maybe wouldn't go back and play. Right. I know that like... Because they would I'm, think they were awful. I am way more likely, even now, and you know, we're in our, we're in our 30s, mm-hmm. and even now, like, if a game is coming up and it's a game that I missed out on, if I find out a remake's coming, I'm more likely to wait for the remake and play that than to go back and play the original. Me too. I've never played Resident Evil 4 and I'm going to wait for the remake. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, it's just like... Um, Although Resident Evil 4 is still really good. It holds up. But I'm sure the remake will be great. I, I hope so. The remake we just finished was great. Mm-hmm. We just played Resident Evil 3 remake. Mm-hmm. All right. So Demon Turtle says, Demon Turtle. Demon Turtle. It's not the remasters slash remakes that are the problem. Ask my people my ask people my age why we would rather buy them than new games. I think this is throwing a little shade on new IPs saying that they're not that great. Yeah. <laughs> Which... I think that there yeah. is some truth there in that new IPs have to be kind of experimental. Mm-hmm. They got to, and sometimes that means that they're, you know, experimental games aren't going to be the best always. A new thing, right? Could they just can't be. They just can't be. Yeah, you got to figure out what works, and the only way to figure out what works is to try something. Right. And True that's that. not. It's not always going to work, but I understand that like. Um, remakes and remasters are they feel safe to both the developer and to the consumer definitely because you know what you're going to get yep you know if it's worth your money or not before you spend it or you at least have a more bet a better idea yeah and it really just you know it's like um if we it's just so hard to see into the future like because we wouldn't have these remasters if we didn't at one point have a new ip you know, that we feel, we wouldn't have these remakes, these remasters we feel so safe about if at one point it wasn't a new IP is what I'm saying. So if we don't support these new IPs, then you, you're on borrowed time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, only <laughs> it's a get, non-renewable it's only resource. Get, I'll be interested in doing this again in a year and seeing if the numbers have changed that much. Yeah. Seeing like, is it getting more focused? And I, my, my original intention was to go back two years, but it was all I could do to process one year's worth of data. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> so... Because I had to do a lot of Google searching because a lot of the games I didn't know and I didn't know if they were like, is this a spinoff? I just didn't know. So Mm -hmm. I had to do a lot of looking. Um, So this comment here, this next one is by Ark Knight 117 or 117. Yeah, the 117th Ark Knight. 117th. And they say, just PlayStation, which I thought was very interesting because Mm. um, I was like, just PlayStation? So I actually... (laughs) Did some more right before the podcast. I was like, I'm going to find out exactly how many games Sony Interactive, um, you know, that's the mm-hmm. first party PlayStation, how many of their games are remakes and how many are new IPs. And let me tell you, this data mm. is really interesting. Um, that is interesting. So what I did is I decided to look at just PlayStation 5. Okay, from the beginning of PlayStation 5's life to all the way through the announced game. Every game that they've either already announced or that they released for PS5. Sony Interactive has released 23 games so far for PS5 or have announced. They haven't all come out yet. Only three of the 23 (laughs) are new IPs. And I can probably count them. It was like Destruction All-Stars. Let me think what else. Of new IPs. Destruction All-Stars. I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Well, they were, I don't know. They're hard to think of. It's hard to think of. Uh, there was two more. 
Oh, one of them is the uh, the Wolverine game that's coming up that they announced. Oh, yeah. Wolverine. And then there was one more new IP that was... Oh, Returnal. Returnal, yep. Those were the three. Okay. So other than that, uh, there were 20 other games. The other 20 were either a remaster or a sequel. Eight of them were remasters slash remakes, and 12 of them were sequels. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd say that I, at first I was like, man, it's not just PlayStation. It's everybody. And it is everybody, but PlayStation is really heavy on the remasters and sequels. Yeah, they are. And every single one that I've mentioned during this podcast was PlayStation 2. Like, yeah. not PlayStation 2. PlayStation also. Yeah. Um, you that's have crazy. Lots of stuff. Because you have like Ratchet and Clank came out. You have oh, the yeah. new Spider-Man. For PS5, the Spider-Man remaster came out, the original one. Um, there is, you know... Uh, Final but, Fantasy. Well, yeah, but I'm, I, well, I guess this that's was not P- in the past year. No, no, that was in the past year. Uh, yeah, but anyways, there yeah. are lots of remasters and sequels. Twelve sequels, eight remasters, and only three new IPs for the PS5 so far. So far. Mm. And none of those three IPs, I mean, Wolverine may be great. We don't know. We just don't know yet. But like, oh, that looks cool. Is The fact that Destruction All-Stars and Returnal were the only new IPs so far from Sony... Mm-hmm. On the PS5 is crazy to me. That is pretty crazy. And I did play Returnal and it was cool, but that's, I have no, that's not the point. I have Destruction All-Stars at home. It's still wrapped up because I haven't opened it yet because I'm not that interested in it. Yeah. I don't know why you would be. So we got a we got a big comment here. We got a big one. This is Slear Rose. And I'd say this is the comment that made us do this podcast. This mm-hmm. is the whole reason we're doing it because of this comment. All right, Slearia Rose. So... They say, I don't think remakes and remasters are really that big a deal. There's still plenty of new titles that are being made between the AAA and indie industry to the point where there's arguably oversaturation, where more new titles come out than anybody could reasonably keep up with. 200 and something of them. No, wait, no, 167 in the past year. So companies have some side teams bringing back some old classics, and it's just fine with me, though I will admit some slight bias as I'm over the moon right now that Remedy are doing remakes of Max Payne 1 and 2. Alternatively, I would actually say a bigger issue is more with the amount of sequels. Fallout 4, Elder Scrolls 6, Hellblade 2, uh, Halo Infinite, Mass Effect Reboot, slash Refresh, slash Branch Off, slash whatever. (laughs) Whatever uh, that is. (laughs) Judgment 2, uh, Yakuza, Like a Dragon sequel, Dragon Quest 12, Battlefield 2042, Call of Duty 16,703. I think there's, I think there's actually 16,704, but it's okay. We'll forgive it. Yeah. Uh, It just feels so much focus is being put on making more of what was already successful. And even though I'm excited for some of these, Dragon Quest and Yakuza are franchises I absolutely love. I also wish there was more focus on new ideas and new IPs rather than just trying to make new iterations in the already existing series especially when great dev teams are basically locked down from doing anything new because the publishers want another iteration of their current cash cow. It just feels imbalanced when most of the big name releases seem to have numbers on the end. And that is absolutely true in that if you look at the big games that come out over the past year, like the big ones, Mm -hmm. that's where you notice that they really are all sequels. Like primarily sequels and then some remakes and remasters. Like it's so much. Yeah. So much. The big games, the ones who that have done really well and people are still playing and are really into. It's mm. all sequels and remakes. It is. That's a really interesting comment. Mm-hmm. I also like that they named all those games because that makes you think 
Especially Call of Duty 16,703. Yeah. I can't believe they've already made 16,000 of them things. Or almost 17,000. Yeah. We're getting up there. I'm not surprised. <laughs> but it's, it is, there's a lot of sequels. There and really the, is. And, uh, and, and if I think about it, even the games that I'm most hyped about, they're all sequels. All sequels. So right. I'm part of the problem. Well, it's not that it's, it's just it's really hard to get excited <clears throat> about a game you've never played before. Yeah, it is. Like you don't know what to expect. There's this like thing like, will I like this game? Even if it's a game that like, even after it comes out and other people say, oh man, you got to try this new IP. Mm-hmm. Even then, you're still cautious. Yeah, you are. And you should be. Even if your friends are like, dude, you got to play this new game. Like I still haven't played Elden Ring. Well, Elden Ring is a tough, that's a tough sell, dude. That's a great game. That but is, I've heard so many people say it's awesome. It is awesome. It's super well so made. So why, why wouldn't I have tried it? It just uh, goes to show that like it's, it's tough to get into a new IP. It is, yeah. I think Elden Ring has some more barriers than just it's a new IP. Like the fact that it is like admittedly super hard on purpose. Right. Not everybody's into that. But that's just an Elden Ring thing and, and people like the Souls-like. So anyway, we're not supposed to rain about Souls-likes here. No, but it's it's just very interesting here that um, so many games, that over half of the games that are getting physical releases are sequels or remasters or something. They're not new IPs. And then even then, the new IPs that are coming out, a majority of those are indie games that you've never heard about. Mm-hmm. And then again, we're only looking at physical releases, but it gets even worse, I bet, if you look at digital. I bet it does. Because if you look at digital, I mean, there's probably a lot more new IPs that come out on digital. The numbers are probably way higher in the new IPs. Probably. But I guarantee you there are a bunch of tiny little indie games that oh, yeah. half of them are probably shovelware or more than half. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, you know there. Yeah, you know it's a bunch of indie games. So it's like, man. I mean, there's no shortage. You get on Steam and look around. There's no oh, shortage. Yeah. yeah. I, I just didn't. You know, I had my, my like, thoughts beforehand were really muddled because I had heard some people say like, oh, everyone's on focus <clears> on remakes, and then I kind of was like, maybe they are. But then I also was like, no, there's tons of new IPs. We're just not thinking about it right. We just focus on the negative. Um, which I don't necessarily think any of this is negative. It's just the way it just is this is just the is. current state of the industry. Right. But maybe it'll swing back. But again, it's not going to swing back if people don't buy the new stuff. Right. Why would it? Why right. would any company green light a bunch of new IPs if they don't think they're going to make money on them? They won't. But it does seem like there was a golden era at some point, like when we were kids. And maybe it was just because we were kids. I it does know, feel that way, though. That where. At that point, it felt like there were so many new IPs and we were way more willing to try new games. You know, think about like how many games originated in that like Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 era. Yeah. And then those games have gone on and been now the games that we're still making iteration upon iteration on. Right. I mean, it's it's interesting. I don't know why that is. Maybe there was just less to choose from and we... Or maybe we just like... That was, you know, the first time we were getting into like you know like 3d games were finally getting their yeah. know, footing yeah and maybe at that point you know new ips were really taking off because mm-hmm. these 3d games were finally starting to be good right whereas before the previous generation before that you know the ps2 generation the xbox you know gamecube all that mm-hmm. 3d games still although they could be good a yeah. lot of them were still trying to work out the kinks true true like really trying to work out the kinks, especially like, especially before that, like N sixty four era and stuff. Like some of those games are really great, oh, yeah, and man. I have tons of nostalgia for them. But 
We had to slum it. Objectively, like, they're not that great. We had to slum it with like Ocarina of Time. And <laughs> Some games got it right. Some early 3D <laughs> games really did get it right. Yeah, they did. Like Mario 64 is still... Mario 64. I played that game more than any game ever. Star Fox 64. Yeah. And some of those games are... But like if Star Fox 64 came out today, it would be... It would be panned. Like, no... Yeah. Yeah. A different time. Different time. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Hmm. I want... Before we finish the podcast, I'd like to ask you, what games have you been playing this week? How's your week been for gaming? My week for gaming has been uh, filled with lots of gaming, but it's mainly been dominated by like six and seven hour sessions of Sea of Thieves. Um, and uh, and that's I'm not proud uh, or tired, you know, so <laughs> uh, I love I love to play in tons of Sea of Thieves, as you know. Uh, we also streamed um, in its entirety the Resident Evil 3 remake, and we, so we finished that um, mm-hmm very recently and that was a good time i really enjoyed that game um beyond that i played a little bit of switch so like i played some smash i played some mario strikers i think i may have played some mario kart um and that was about it but you know i'm about to uh i'm about to jump into to a new game as soon as we finish the podcast and i go to the grocery store probably hashtag first world problems um and i'm gonna finally try out uh, death stranding i so, think um I, I'm interested to see what you think about that because I think Death Stranding is one of those games that, and I've said this before, but it's you're either going to love it or you're going to probably very much dislike it. <laughs> I don't think there's much in between. Mm-hmm. Um, but personally, I loved it. It was one of those games that <clears throat> I really did. All When I was playing it, I was super excited to play it. All I wanted to do was play that game. And that just doesn't happen much these days. No, it doesn't. Not many games grab me like that anymore. I'm hoping it does the same for me. That would be cool. Especially since it's summertime and you have some time to do, you know, All the time. some time to put into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and say Resident Evil 3, we played it, and that was a great remake. That was. Really I'm excited good. to do Resident Evil 2. Yeah. I got that one borrowed from you as well. It's also very good. Um, on me, For me, I played, uh, I started and finished um, Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. The remake from 2018. Cool game. <laughs> It was very cool. It was very cool. The art style, um, the art direction was probably one of the best I've, in game I've ever played. One of the best I've ever played. It was so beautiful. There was like, it was so just like empty, but hauntingly beautiful. And then like, so it just looks so good. It looks so good. The gameplay was, it was a PS2 game. Like, mm-hmm. The gameplay was still janky. Um, it was repetitive. It was cool, but... Yeah. I'm I'm glad the game only took five or six hours because I had a I had fun playing it for five or six hours. If it had been much longer, I would have gotten I would have been like, okay, I'm kind of done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you but, can't move while shooting the bow in that game, right? Don't you have to aim standing still? I don't remember. I mean, I remember aiming the bow, but I don't remember moving while I. You don't have to use the bow that much in the game. Like the bow is there, but it's not. A super important part of the game. Yeah. Well, I remember an interview with with like one of the developers of that game about the remaster, and they were asking him about the controls. They were asking about like why didn't you update the controls a little more? Right. And he um, specifically talked about the bow, I think, which is what made me think of it. Um, but he he basically said, you know, hey, we designed the game to be played a certain way, and if we started changing mechanics now, it was going to change the way the game felt. So. Right. I don't remember. Maybe you were on <coughs> foot. 
maybe you couldn't move when you're aiming the bow, but there are sections where you're riding the horse and you have to aim the bow, and you can't. You're I think obviously you on foot. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, the the bow was not that important. Obviously, the sword, because that's yeah. what's cool about the game. You have a bow and a sword, and you never get anything else, nothing upgrades. Mm-hmm. You do the whole game with a bow and a sword. Yeah. That's all you have, which is kind of cool. But because of that, it's very simplistic, and the gameplay is very simplistic. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going and you're taking down these 16 colossi. Yeah. Um, Colossi. Yeah, and that's like, that's the game. There's not a whole lot of story. Um, there just, is some, like, moral ambiguity, though. Yeah, you're kind of like, what's really, yeah. it, it is interesting because you're, the, the land is so open and there's like there's nothing around it's just so empty there's like hardly any life you might see some birds or a lizard occasionally but it's mostly completely empty except for these colossi these Mm -hmm. and then your job is you're killing the last bit of life that is in this land yeah you're taking it out yeah yeah it's interesting yeah it makes you think you know well isn't there like all this stuff at the end with like uh i don't want to get into spoilers okay i'm not going to go into yes there is other stuff okay I'll, I'll tell you the setup. The setup is this guy, his like wife, girlfriend, yeah. his significant other died, and he's trying to go through this ritual mm-hmm. to bring her back to life, and he has to kill all these claws to do it. So, yeah, there is some, there are some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to get into the ending because if you want to experience – and I do think it's a game that everyone should experience. Mm-hmm. It's only five hours long. It only took me five. I think how long to beat said eight. It mm-hmm. might take you longer. You know, It might take you up to eight. <laughs> Yeah, but it's something that I think everyone should experience it's at cool least game. to watch. You know, that's a cool. Game. That's what I did. Is I watched it. I yeah. watched my roommate play through the whole thing. Yeah, and it's it's a cool thing to experience, but it's not something I'll probably go back and ever play again unless I really get a hankering for it. Mm-hmm. But I played that, and let me think what else I played. Um, I started Raymond Legends with Catherine, and that's a a two D platformer, and uh, I like it. It's been fun. We've been playing it the last few nights. And then we think, uh, I think I finished, no, I think that's about it. Oh, I started Uncharted 4 this mm. morning. So that's going to be really good. I know it's going to be good because I love the Uncharted games. At least I, I love the first three. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to play four. Very cool. Yeah. And of course you played Sea of Thieves. And I played Sea of Thieves Resident and I played Evil. Resident Evil 3. You yeah. know, a lot of gaming. Yeah. It was another good week for gaming. I've been having a lot of those. Summertime is like the time to really get in and play a lot of games. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and head sign off. If you watched to here, let us know by in the comments and tell us what you think about all this stuff. Is the gaming industry too focused on game, uh, you know, remasters and remakes or sequels? What are your thoughts? Let us know. Yep. Yeah. Well, until next time, guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out.